Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2023. Coming to you to review Sunday, October 29th, 2023. And I'm here, this is Blake, joined by Pastor Joey Hill and Miss Tiffany Wilson. What's up? How are you? Happy Halloween. Tomorrow. Yes. Close enough. (laughs) It's close. Happy Reformation Day. (laughs) Well, we're a church, so we did, we we got a truck or treat out of the way, so... You know, Halloween's, Halloween is... Halloween it is. It, it is. It's behind us. <laughs> yep. A bunch of uh, the bunch of churches in the area mm-hmm. were doing that last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I passed by two on my way home from here Yeah, that yeah. we're having. Yeah. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. I passed by at least one that was on the other side of where you live, so that was three. <laughs> and I know of two that were out of the way from my drive home that were doing them last night. So. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's a busy night. I wonder how many people went to multiple. Well, <laughs> I do know that there were some. What you know, we've got these Facebook pages in the mm-hmm. community that are like the Bagley Town Hall, the corner, you know, <laughs> right. and people were out there going, "Hey, you know, what? Where is there a schedule for when the churches are doing their? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're at. People are asking. Yeah. You know, someone's but, curated that information." Some mom has curated that into a list. Like that's actually yeah. probably very helpful for yeah. the community. Yeah. I have done all the legwork, and now here you go. Here's a map of how you can hit them all. <laughs> yep. it's, right. it's like how do you get Disney in one day? You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know. You know, we've kind of it's we have people ask about this, and I know sometimes you can kind of sense it when people show up. They'll show up and they'll go through the trunk or tree, and then they'll start looking for like. Okay, where's the bounces? Right. Yeah. Where's you know this? Where's that? Yeah. And that maybe should we explain that a little? Maybe because I don't know that we ever have maybe publicly. Mm. Is that too much? No, no I think <laughs> no, that's fine. Because I was going to say somebody who who would map that out, you know, right. could say now this church is going to provide hay rides right. and <laughs> pumpkin chunking and stuff like that. Sure. Now, if you're looking for a church just to go grab candy and get out of there fast, this is your church. You know? <laughs> that's us. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know I mean, if that's good or not. But So what, where that came from is uh, some of you will remember, if you, if you listen to this, and some of you don't will n- not have a clue, but we used to do a really large event. Massive uh, event. A massive yeah. event called Rocktoberfest. We did mm-hmm. it at the middle school football stadium. Mm-hmm. We brought in a production company, had a large stage set up. We'd get... Uh, you carnival know, rides, carnival rides, yeah. jumpies, the whole deal. We would have like scrambler rides and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and we'd we, do a trunk or treat, and that was even the smallest part of the whole event. It was the very smallest wow. part of the whole. It was a. It was like a side item. Yes. Yeah. It was just something that was going on on the track at the middle school. But we would have uh, we had some pretty well known artists, especially at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the radio. Yeah, a lot of people that yeah. 
And so we did that how many years? Uh, I'd say, yeah, say three or four. So our, you know, there was the, and we would have a good turnout. Oh, yes. It was a good turnout. But what would be really disheartening is, you know, uh, the church has invested a lot of money in this stage for like production. And uh, we've got a band up there that, you know, those people are traveling from who knows where in the country Mm -hmm. to be there. So they have to. They can't always just come for a love offering. No. <laughs> so they have, no, there has no. to be there has to be they got to feed their family we, too. <laughs> oh yeah, and we had to provide meals, lodging, yeah. all that stuff for them. Yeah, and yeah. so we would have people. You know, uh, there was the last two in particular. Um, there was I remember we were having this conversation, Joey and I were because we we're out there watching. Now our student group at the time, this was not the last Rocktoberfest we did, but the one before. We had uh, it was Russia Fools up there. They were playing end of the night, and we had had multiple people that had been up, and uh, it was pretty much for the most part our student group mm-hmm. that was listening to them and having a great time, you know. And those guys are amazing, and we've you know known those guys in different mm-hmm. arenas and stuff. But then the next year it came. It was the end of the night, and we had even upped it production-wise. We had the full canopy stage with all mm-hmm. the lighting mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. and the, they were up there performing. Uh, what was the band? Was it the Museum? The Museum. Museum? Yeah, but, like, I, I mean, just to put it in perspective, people would drive down the road and almost wreck because they were, like, looking back what at the, the football stadium going, going what What's is happening? that? Because it looked like something... It certainly didn't like something you would normally see in corner. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a massive production. It looked like we had, you know, President Trump's rally there. That's mm-hmm. what it looked like. Yeah. It was crazy. And we'd had multiple acts go up before them during the yeah. day. Yeah. And I, I remember this scene vividly because <laughs> you and I were standing out on the football field, <laughs> and I was like, look, man. And there were people lined up for miles trying to get in the gate. Yes. There was no entrance fee or anything no. like that. They're just uh-uh. coming in. I remember we had the big entrance that looked like the guitars that yeah. said Rocktoberfest <laughs> yeah. on it. Oh, it was the hands. Hands up, with, like, yeah. yeah, guitars or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they had, uh, but people were walking in, walking down the track to the trunk or treat and getting candy. And we've got however many thousands, tens of thousands, we should say, I guess, of production going on on the field. Yeah. And a large number of them would get candy and walk right back out of the track. <laughs> Yeah. And walk out. They're just here for the free candy. They're just, well, (laughs) and it was almost like, it was just that moment of like, are we overthinking this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they, now a few of them would run out there and they would do jumpies for a minute or get on a scrambler or whatever. Oh, if they had a football or a Frisbee, they were out there. Right. Enjoying it. Yeah. But it was kind of one of those moments. And not to say that, you know, maybe that event comes back at some point. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. It it was almost just like, it, it, it just, you know, when something's new, it like pops, it has some sizzle, and then yeah. it just kind of starts to taper occasionally for who knows what reasons. Mm-hmm. Because, what, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can confidently say we never did it worse. You know what I mean? Right. Like every right. year, it was always better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We never did it worse. Like we didn't let the event go downhill in that yeah. in that regard. Mm-hmm. But then so we, we transferred and started coming here and just doing the trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where we have uh, attempted to kill this thing. 
We're like, let's just not do anything and see what happens. People are like, no, we like the trunk or treat. <laughs> people and people <laughs> still show up. You yeah. know what? Maybe that's the market here. Maybe that's the market. It's like we want to go get candy. We want to take our little kids and get candy. Yeah. yeah. We don't care yeah. for the big show. We don't care for the, you know, right. yeah. the jumpies oh, and the and we, we walk through all that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it worth having all the blow up stuff? Well, your kids are in their little costumes and they destroy them, get yeah. into those jumpy, bouncy houses or whatever. Right. And, and so, it, I mean, it, and it's you know it that that's 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 debatable. A lot of it would yeah. depend on uh, maybe the particular church congregate, like the church mm-hmm. family. You yeah. know, it's like if if a particular church family shows it, like that congregation, they show up and they like really enjoy that sort of thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I ju- I just wanted to say that because I'm not like. I don't want it to be like derogatory towards any churches that do those sort of things. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, like, not they, at all. They everybody has each congregation makes decisions that are they have their unique fingerprint. Exactly. And yeah. and 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 that's what I was saying. Like somebody could do well by saying, if you like this, go to this church. If you like yeah. that, go to that church. And and I think that you know, I think each church is gonna at some point have to reevaluate because I mean. You know, at some point there is a shelf life for a lot of things, and yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not saying that we'll ever stop giving out candy. That's not what I'm saying. I think mm. I think that's going to be here till Jesus comes back. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, um, but how you do it, um, mm-hmm. I think is open for you know discussion and yeah, and that kind of thing. But you said maybe we'd bring Rocktoberfest back. I honestly, yeah. I don't think so, and here's why. Okay, because a lot of people don't know this. Right. Um, when I sat down with Mr. Manning, who is the principal of the middle school, right. and we started talking about Rocktoberfest, I mean, people don't understand how many years ago this was. I mean, this was, what, like 15 years ago? Yeah. And people don't realize this, but there was a time, because, you know, right now the middle school does their fall festival, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, right? I was there. Right. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Bagley does it up there. Right, Bagley People does don't it. realize this. 15 years ago, these schools didn't do that. Right. Rocktoberfest literally set the stage for that. Right. Because when we stopped doing it, Mr. Manny was like, so y'all are y'all, y'all not going to do that anymore? And I was like, eh, you know. I said, we don't know. And then eventually uh, the schools started picking up on it, and, mm-hmm. and then it turned out to be a huge success for the schools. Yeah, it's been a big so fundraiser for, for their PTOs and mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So for that reason, I don't see Rocktoberfest coming back and kind of yeah, getting in competition interfe- with that. Interfere with that. Right. But... Um, but I will say this to anybody who is a high point, you know, attender or member or whatever, just get ready because we're all the time trying to rethink, you know, outside the box. And I think there are some, there's some really good ideas that we might, you know, Mm -hmm. consider going forward. So you're, they're going to get breaking news then because next year it's going to be reformation. What are we going to call it? But it's basically you come to the church, you bring your children. They can dress up or not. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sitting dressed as Martin Luther. Oh my! God. There's church doors behind me. And then you're given a piece of paper where you write your sins down and then you nail them to the door. You nail them to the door. You've got some pastors excited, right? And now. then, oh and then, <laughs> and then I, I say yay or nay uh-huh. at that point, yeah. based on how honest I think you were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I immediately hit the switch that you, 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 you surpass the front part of the judgment house and go straight to the hell room. <laughs> Just, okay, hold on. For the record, for the record, <laughs> do you know that there there are churches that did judgment houses this year? Oh, I know. 
They I did was, judgment house. I was this about year. to ask where are you putting the wrecked car from the drunk driver? Well, no, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. You just surpass it. <laughs> just go you past do, all that. You just surpass it. Skip the fluff. Yeah. No. But, I just and then I look them straight in the eye and be like, "Your sins are scary enough." <laughs> I apologize. Not only would we end the trunk or treat at that point, we would end high point. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. I, I apologize to to everyone listening. I'm just kidding. Nobody's coming next year. I'm just kidding. No, we will not do that. We will not do that. Although I do want to dress as Martin Luther do one you? time. One time. Like okay. have the, the, you remember when I bought but for I'm the so, uh, our our church staff Christmas party? I bought a shirt that had Martin Luther's face on it, and it said "Nailed it." You would. I'm sorry. I just got a picture of okay because if you weren't there last night at our trunk or tree, well, that's I was trying to segue in, into yeah, this talking okay. about trunk or tree. So, yeah. so if you weren't there, then you missed the entrance of Elvis. Oh my goodness. Blake Wingo <laughs> that was as I just, Skinny Elvis. Well, skinny Elvis? Well, Skinny yeah. Elvis costume. Y'all, someone actually... <laughs> I, look, yeah, when he fat came man out, in skinny coat. When he came out, some lady was standing in front of our trunk. <laughs> she goes, that's the later in life, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I died. Oh. Right. <laughs> I can handle it. Hey, you knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And you, you owned it. By the way... <laughs> One of your best entrances of all time. Yes. Really, like, think it's so? historic, man. <laughs> like I just, I wish the, I wish we had more speakers all the way around, and they were louder. Look, I just, yeah. the only thing you were missing was Vegas lights. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it was unbelievable. But I just had that picture of not Elvis making an entrance, but Martin Luther. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be? Hold on. What would the music be? Martin Luther. I don't know. That's Everybody, what I was thinking. Give me your scene. Let's nail it down. What would his entrance be? That's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. Ave Maria. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. That, <laughs> it was fun though. That was so much fun. That was that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. What a were, good crowd came through. Yeah. Good, that's yeah. why I walked over to Joey at the beginning and I said, Man, I'm I'm concerned. There's no one here. And then all of a sudden like just like clockwork, here they came. Yeah. And they showed mm-hmm. up and they kept coming for yeah. quite a while. For yeah. the whole time, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we we had people going through at, you know, 545 when right. we were, everybody was kind of, you know. Starting to clean up. Starting to clean, starting to clean up. up. Yeah. Yep. That was a lot of fun. It's a good night. And thanks to all those that came and did their trunks. It was so good. What I mean, was you a, guys did a great job. What was a highlight for you? Hmm. Like in whatever well, you could talk about trunk or you could talk about costumes or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you talk about other people's trunks or just the whole night? Well, just period. Anybody's trunk, uh-huh. anybody's costume. I have a few things that stood out to me. Well, I love I just love the creativity, you mm-hmm. know. And that sure. was just awesome. I mean, I loved um, you know, I love the pairs, you know, how they had the little boat set up and oh, yeah. Had yeah. the little the fishing. fishing thing and all mm-hmm. that. That was I, that was that was cute, and I I love the arcade and all yeah. that, and I I like the little Barbie thing because people didn't realize that they had like a little Mattel box you could yeah. get in and and pretend you're like the doll and the, stuff. Oh, that's cool! I didn't even yeah, go over there. Yeah, most people didn't pick up on that yeah. and stuff. And then of course, you know, we cannot forget Miss Whittles over <laughs> here. <laughs> Mama Whittles does Mama. love some Elvis. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You were in character. <laughs> From the jump. From the jump. When they pulled in to get their parking spot. (laughs) 
please tell Joey what happened when we pulled in. Well, she just pulled in and went to a spot, and I was like, no, I can't have you there. <laughs> and then she just went, like, full-blown character, like, nuts. Yes. Like, like old Karen on me. Oh, yeah. And I... <laughs> I don't even know what you were saying. I was Did like, you care? I, said, I said, oh, no, I got to back this thing up. <laughs> How am I going to park? And then Matt. So Matt was sitting next to me, and he's going, hey, <laughs> speak up. All right, so explain to everybody your trunk. So I was Mama Whittles, which if you go back and listen to our Mother's Day episode from earlier this year, it was titled Mama Whittles because... For Mother's Day, I got a whittling kit. And if you've been listening, you know it's been a running joke that I'm an old lady. Yep. Yes. And last week, I actually, when we did the podcast, was planning on just doing Spider-Man because we had that stuff well, from last year. That's what I was thinking. You I'm said that to me. You, I'm shocked I, you didn't play some And when contest. you pulled in we, and you had the gray hair, I was like, is she Aunt May? <laughs> what, oh, what's happening? What's happening? Aunt May. <laughs> so yeah. listen. After yeah. after we left here last Monday, I was driving home and I was re-listening to the podcast just to kind of hear some things. And I was like, "Oh wait, I should totally be an old lady at the at the trunk or treat." Yeah. Like it hit me after we recorded the podcast, right? So I you, texted Matt and I was like, "I got an idea for trunk or treat, but I'm going to need your help." And he was like, "I'm in." Like yeah. this, he was living <laughs> his best life as a grumpy old as man. a grumpy old he man. He loved it. Dude, I'm telling so you, this like, literally, y'all went all out. Y'all had all the trinkets. We went. You, you, it looked like a grandma's house. Yeah, we went and, uh, out of town Wednesday through Friday. We literally got everything together on Saturday. We had yeah. one day to get it all together and make mm. a plan, come up with our characters. And I'm just not going to admit what percentage of those items came from my house and what percentage right. came from the thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to share this. Okay, so... You know, he, he was what, popping naps? Popping naps. Popping naps. He would fall asleep and I'd hit him so with he, my cane, tell him to wake so up. So he had a cane. Did he try to, like, hit you with his cane? No, he didn't try to hit me with it. Okay. I, Every time I got around him, he would try to hit me and stab at me uh-huh. with that cane. And I have to be honest, I had a flashback because there was a church one time that I was a youth pastor at. Mm-hmm. And there was an old man in the church that literally looked exactly the way he's he was dressed. Mm-hmm. And that that man had a cane. <laughs> and as the youth pastor, you know, who, you know, if your youth ministry is doing well, you're going to reach out to edge kids and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, we didn't have kids, you know, you know, putting their cigarettes out before they came into church, but I mean, we started pulling like skateboarders yeah. and st- you know, people sure. like right. that. And now granted, our area is not really known for skateboarding you know kids may get into some goth look or whatever but right yeah it's not a big deal so these are like we'd have kids come up to our parking lot and skate mm-hmm. you know and um and and you know i mean they're kids from the park and i mean they're just not really skateboarding kids they're not there to do any kind of damage or graffiti on the church wall or anything mm-hmm. like that this old man took it upon himself to police that <laughs> And I literally, we have him on film. We had him on film swinging his cane at these boys, <laughs> stabbing at them with his cane, like trying to get them off their skateboards. And I, yeah. I had a, and I even talked to him. I said, look, you know, we're here to reach kids. I mean, look, I'm not saying I want the, any damage done to the property, but, you know, I care more about their souls than I do the asphalt. You know? Right. And he was like, this is the Lord's house, and we've got to respect it. And, I mean, it was – and. And and while I totally didn't disagree with him, 
I just, it was scary. Yeah. And so I did. I didn't say that to Matt last yeah. night, but he I was, was like, Matt, you need to stop trying to hit me with that cane because I'm having a flashback. <laughs> he was ha- he was telling everybody, get off my lawn. He uh, <laughs> he sent me a text. Uh, did he tell you about the text he sent me? When prior to, I guess it was on yeah, it was on Saturday. He sent me a text asking Maybe. about trunk or treat. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he was asking me if there was going to be voting. Yeah. For like the best one, and I said, yeah. So. For those who don't know, Matt and I have an inside joke that's been ongoing for maybe a better part of a year. Mm-hmm. He had he has a hot tub. Okay, <laughs> have we talked about yeah, this? Yeah, I think we have. And he has the grill that I aspire to have. Well, we and know so, we're popping naps. Yeah, so I always <laughs> make jokes about him living my best life because he has the hot tub I want and the grill that I want. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And uh, he was asking me in text, and I was trying to figure out, read between the lines, like, why are you asking me about the voting? Yeah, we're going to have it, whatever. And then he was, and we got our wires crossed there for a second. And then I was like, okay. And then he says, I'm just, he said, I just want to know because I'm just saying if we were to win, I got a premium spa package with your name on it. One party at my place, unlimited hot tub <laughs> and Rick Tick. <laughs> and, and then Rick Tick is the grill. Grill, yeah. And then he and I have also discussed our affinity for Duluth underwear. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he says, I have an unlimited spa, spa package. Anyway, unlimited hot tub and re- and rec tech use with a free package of Duluth undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I just put a, you know, crying laughing uh-huh, emoji. Uh-huh. And he said, okay, peace, man. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's it. Funny. In the conversation. He just got to, I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. Like, sorry, yeah. I don't have but that. But you're not, you're not the one that makes that call. No, I don't make no. that you call. Get various judges. Yeah, I get, I get various people. You like. even get people from the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, people that just show up that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, they're normal people. <laughs> normal looking in their Halloween costume. <laughs> are you saying everybody that comes up are not normal? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I no comment. There was a uh, there. I've got a few um, few of the things that stood out to me was, um, I mean, I felt like all the trunks did fantastic. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The few of the costumes in particular. Oh, I know where you're going. Where? <laughs> what? Which one? Main Main Street. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Main is a Munchkin. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Uh, that's exactly what I'm talking. Okay, about. that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what secured them. Secured the win, the win. win for them. But it, um, also that because they were they were the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they were the Wizard yeah, of Oz. They did a really good job. Uh, all the people that were dressed, uh, the whole f- family, the whole crew dressed as the Raggedy Ann. They were all in, they oh, were all fantastic. You know, they were fantastic. They made those costumes too. Seriously, yeah, yeah. it's homemade. Yeah, yeah. Of the superheroes, did you see all of them? Uh-huh. The, of the older boys, let me tell you yeah. something. James Cannon. Oh my goodness, owned, that was impressive. Nailed owned it, Doctor yes. Strange. His hair was, was oh, yeah. on point. Yes. And yeah. I, th- I told him I was and like his James- brother as Spider Man. Yeah, I said I James. Don't. James got his hair like he likes it, and he said James got J- James's mama got his hair like she likes it. <laughs> Easy, man. Don't do that to that kid. I know. No, he said it. Oh, he said he it? said he that. Said it. Okay, that's one. So, so I'm so, afraid. So I will say, yeah, I'm not Ke- afraid. People Kelly, know mama uh, fix my hair. Kelly nailed James's hair. Like she, <laughs> but as far as people showing up, I like to pay attention to their costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, one of the best ones was um, Ryan and Katie Pate. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, they, they were, were Forrest yes. and Jeannie, 
And oh, then the baby yes. was Lieutenant Dan. Yes, it was so <laughs> and the good. And le- the legs were, here's the picture in case you missed it, the baby's legs on its jeans were tied up. Yep. Like, like Lieutenant Dan. Yes. So good. That was good. Very there, good. Anyway. There was tell a, you my favorite part, and it was like totally out of the normal flow of Trunk or Treat, but, uh, you know, Casey and Holly Fuller had their camping trunk set up, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, like Joey was next to us, and they were across from Joey. Mm. And so... At some point, I guess he thought I was really an old lady. <laughs> Jace, their little, was he two, I think? Yeah. Starts bringing me a piece of candy. <laughs> and after he would run across the road, <laughs> or yeah. not the road, but, you know, he'd run across the middle of the trunk or treat. Right. And he go, give me a little <laughs> piece of candy. And so after about the second or third time, this was about 520 that started. Yeah. I started giving him a piece back. Something else. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was giving candy out of my purse. That was part of my persona. Oh, I got like, you. Must, I got some candy in my purse. Here you go. So anyway, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, I start trading candy. Yeah. Y'all, he did this until six o'clock. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. He go, and then Marley joins him. Oh yeah. And she would bring, and so I'm just trading candy. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Was there anything yeah. else? Any other part that jumped out to y'all? No. No, I mean that was. I mean it was like I said, it was a good crowd. I thought our church did great. Thanks for all those that volunteered. And yeah, I hope you had a great time. And you know, and we're we're always open for suggestions on how to. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you better, if different. you got suggestions, if you like it how it was, or or if you'd like to see something different, because we're constantly brainstorming on that, like Joey said. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure something will come down the pipe at some point. But anyway. I got something interesting for you guys. Say what? All right, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound... You Tell me you like this, you hate this, or this is a can of worms, Okay. Oh, this is not a news story? No, this is a news story. Oh, okay. This is a news story. Okay. And this is this is from this is from a restaurant in Georgia. Okay. I'll go ahead and out them. It's called the Tacoa Riverside Restaurant in Georgia. All right. Okay. Here's the headline. Restaurant charges fifty dollars to adults that are quote unable to parent their children. I saw this. <laughs> I didn't read it. I saw the headline. What? Yeah. All right. Before I go into the details, you you like it? You dislike it? Can of worms? Give me more. Hmm. <laughs> a restaurant is charging some of its customers for their inability to control their children while they dine. Hidden away at the bottom of its menu, Tacoa Riverside Restaurant tells diners of its quote adult surcharge, adding adding. Three dollar signs to those words for quote adults unable to parent. What do they consider unable to parent? The, that, I think that's where your can of worms is going to come out. That that's where the issue is. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> says for some some diners, they begin to find out the hard way, and that's the thing they don't tell them. They they don't, and there's no warning. They just add it to their bill. Mm-hmm. Say uh, some uh, some diners found out the hard way, saying they were sprung with the charges as they tried to settle their bill. Uh, one guy says his name, I'll leave it off. It says, left a review online saying, quote, the owner came out and told me he was adding $50 to my bill because of my children's behavior. 
My children were watching tablets until their food arrived, and they ate their food. My wife took them outside, and they waited while I paid the bill. So his kids weren't even, like, up running around or anything? According to him. Yeah. So here's the thing. See, that's, that's where it gets. that's where the can of worms mm. is. It's like, what do you consider good behavior out of your children at a restaurant? Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think, <clears throat> based on what I read, and then and so I decided to do a little additional research on this. So I went to, uh, like Google Maps, mm-hmm. found the restaurant, and looked at all the reviews. You know how you can yeah. see the reviews on yeah. Google Maps, and I actually found this review that the guy left. Um. <clears throat> the overall, the restaurant gets 4.1 stars. And this is what's interesting is there were a handful of three and four star ratings, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of ratings were either five stars or one star. Mm-hmm. And the difference was the fee. Well, it wasn't just that, it wasn't just that, but that was a lot of them mm. it was a $50 difference. So it sounds to me. So now, do they just straight up pay it? Because it yeah, seems like, to me like, like they would just argue that point and like, say, I'll just, I'm not going to pay it. I'm not going right. to pay well, it. Right. Well, you you got to tell them up front, right? Isn't there like something legal to that? You can't just charge $50. Well, and I think that's the point of it being on the menu. Oh, it is on the menu. So technically it's up front. Mm-hmm. You know when you can. Yeah, but in. you didn't yeah. order it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like paying uh, a uh, automatic Gr- gratuity. 18% gratuity. They put it at the in the fine print on the back of the menu. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a restaurant and you know uh, a restaurant has the option to add that, whether or not it, most places, obviously they do it based upon your party size. Mm-hmm. But some places will do it regardless. Mm-hmm. It's, it's rare, but some places yeah. do that. I would think like, just keep the math simple. If my family was eating there and it was a $50 bill, you know, like my 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 meal was $50, mm-hmm. but then I got a bill for $100 because 50, 50 extra was because of my kids. Yeah. I, I bet you there would be a lot of people leave a $50 bill on the table and, and get walk up and walk out. out. For the, just for the meal, yeah. So because what's is there? I mean, because the restaurant cannot just continue to be calling the police over um, and over, going right. these people are you know dining and dashing, yeah, on us. Yeah. <clears throat> Eventually, I would think you the would have are a, go, Stop doing a city <laughs> municipal type person come, you know, sit right. down with them and say, "You got to take this off your menu." That's yeah. what I, this story was so fascinating to me, though, because you think about. Because I'm thinking about it like we're used to having to deal with, um, um, let's say maybe not, I don't want to say relational, but within the church, (laughs) capital C, okay, Mm -hmm. you're used to having to deal with things that have a lot of tentacles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of layers to that onion. Right. And a lot of times the a big part of pastoring is, um, you know, graciously allowing people to see the layers mm-hmm. to something, right? Yeah. yeah, as best you can. And yeah. now, but then sometimes people are will take real hard stances where it's like, okay, why? Like, I understand this is, but the, they'll say the bigger overarching thing they see it as very black and white, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you either got to do this or do this and move on. But then they don't understand like the ramifications of that, right? Right, right. Well, like some of that transfers over to the business world. Because you can do mm-hmm. stuff like that, but then, like, what is the residual effect of that long term? Sure. Yeah. Right? Anyway, so for this reason, I find this story fascinating because then I'm, I'm looking at it and to say, okay, is this a situation where really what you have is a restaurant owner that does not want children in his restaurant? Yep. 
Is that the case? So here's what I'm thinking. Because that's 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 arguable. You could make that point. And if he doesn't, that could be a root cause. Yeah, yeah. That could be a root cause. And why don't you just make that rule? Right. Because you can have like, um, you know, like adults only resorts. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you things can have like an adult that. only restaurant or eighteen and over after five p.m. or whatever. Right. I or bet you, you an adult only mm-hmm. an adult only restaurant yeah. would do very well. Yeah, but, and here's the thing: because couples do, just want a, a night out. Yeah. That's right. No kids. What Usually, said, what they do is price them out. Well, you just said price them out because yeah. as an as an adult with two kids, I'm not paying. Let's say Texas Day Brazil. Right. I have a 12 year old who would be counted as an adult. Right. I don't want to pay that amount of money for him to go eat the amount of food he's going to eat. Right. Right. So like there, there you've priced me out of taking my kids to your restaurant. Yeah. That's a more effective way I think to do it. But that's, that's the general rule. Right. But there are people who will, there are people who will still pay it. But if I were to play devil's advocate here and well, as that business owner. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say there are some people who would pay it regardless. Mm -hmm. And the people who would say, I don't care if it's going to cost me, you know, X number of dollars. Like if you were trying to price them out, for instance, I don't yeah. care if it costs me a hundred dollars. Like I have, I have that much, you know, just, you know, income that I can just, you know, just yeah. kind of, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> it could also be debated that that person's kids would be the ones that would be the most hassle mm-hmm. in that environment. For sure. So, anyway, for sure. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, and I mean, to, to that business owner's point, he would if he was sitting here on this podcast, he would probably say, he'd probably say, "Look, I'm not, I'm not getting rich off this. All I'm doing is basically helping that parent. I'm making that parent pay for the babysitter fee that they should have paid anyway. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like because because in essence, what he's saying is is our restaurant had to babysit your kids while you ate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, just, I because yeah. there's a huge, huge, um, I, I you know, I would say the large population of parents that absolutely believe that parents should be held responsible for the actions of their kids. Right. Like there are certain places in the world, if your kid commits a crime, the parent goes to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so there's there's that can of worms, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a huge. I think there's a large population of people that would be like. Oh, you know what? That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I like somebody taking a stand yeah. like that. Yeah. But when you're the one that gets the bill, right? Because because the issue is is how do you police that? Yeah. Because it pu- policing the p- public is so difficult. Right. Like for instance, my example would be, uh, me and my wife and my kids one time were staying at a uh, at the Opryland Hotel. We were in the Opry Opryland Hotel, and uh, we got a phone call from the desk downstairs that said, do you have kids in your room? And we said, yes. And they were like, okay, well, we've getting a ton of complaints. And just letting you know, our policy is if we get X amount of complaints, you, you we might have to remove you from your room. And we're like, uh, my kids aren't, I, our kids are fine. They're right here. We're, we're watching them. They're not making any noise whatsoever. And they were like, hmm, okay. Okay, well, maybe it was a mistake. Well, about 30 minutes later, we get another phone call. Same exact person going, nope, they said it's your room. And our kids were literally sitting on the bed watching TV, mm-hmm. not moving no at room. all. Yeah. And so so we literally 
you know, I mean, you go out in the hallway, you can hear it all up and down the hallway. Right. Kids screaming, whatever. Yeah, it's like, You're did at the you Opryland even walk, Hotel. Did you, know? you even walk up here to the no. floor and listen to what room it's coming from yeah. before you called me twice? So, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was my point. To be on the other yeah. side, the argument is, is you better make sure you got it right, right. if you're going to take that kind yeah. of well, stand. And so, you know? but see, but then we also know the example of, because we, we've dealt with, and this is, this is why this story was fascinating to me, is because we've also dealt with, or we know here, I mean, we have teachers that attend our church, and we know how much they are... I hate to use the word abuse, you know what I'm saying? But you can get what I'm saying. Like they're ta- they're they're leaned on mm-hmm. very heavily sometimes by parents as in like there's the old thing of like, you know, my little Timmy would never do anything like mm-hmm. that. Sure. Right. So sure. that, you know what I'm saying? I'm oh, saying yeah. that knife can cut both ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's like and so what I'm saying is you might have a parent in there that's saying, My kid's not doing anything. But well, okay, compared to what you're used to at home. But compared to society in general, mm, he's a right. monster right now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's like that. That the, how do you enforce that? And how do you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. How I can think, you be objective about that? Right. I think you can't. I personally yeah. don't think the restaurant owner should be the should be allowed to make a decision on whether my kids are behaving or not. Right. Right. However, that being said, if they feel like they're having a consistent problem with kids being a disturbance to other customers. Right. They need to set that boundary clearly on the menu where it says they're going to charge. Say, hey, I'm sitting a parent, a family with kids. Hey, parents, I just want you to read this for me just so you know we've had a problem with this, so we have to enforce this. I just want to make sure you're aware of it. But it needs to say clearly, not just your kids are beha- if your kids are behaving badly, but if your kids are up walking around and not sitting at your table or mm-hmm. being excessive. Like, they need to set clear boundaries as to what they consider bad behavior so it's not right. objective when you walk in the restaurant. Well, my thing is... You know is, what I mean? But that's the thing. Not that I agree with them doing it in general. Right. But if they're going right. to, it's got to be clear. But there's there's almost just a part of, you know, as a business owner, someone who's chosen to go into that arena, mm-hmm. there's got to be a general understanding of when you're dealing with the general public... You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're yeah. going, like you're going to have to deal with this. It's like, oh, you don't like kids being loud in your restaurant? Maybe you shouldn't open a restaurant, right? Yeah. So right. to me, I would I would err on the side of like if I were sitting down having a conversation with that business owner, I would tell them you need to make your restaurant adults only, or mm-hmm. you need to you need to charge a surcharge for every for every head under a certain age. Mm. Yeah. Like in other words, if they come there, they're already agreeing to the charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you just post all that and make it clear. You have yeah. to set the environment. Yeah. You can't set an environment that's family friendly and family inviting and then say, Oh, but if you don't meet our standards, we're gonna charge you. Yeah. Like set it up front and say Right. Now I understand he would they would take a massive public hit for doing what I said. Sure. Because mm-hmm. like, these people won't even let your kids eat there. But uh-huh. I would rather someone come in. And be upfront about that. I would rather someone come in, get mad, turn around, and leave. Yeah. Because they couldn't eat there with their family, yeah. versus you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's now because now they're 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 facing tremendously bad PR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, and and you even though it is quote unquote on the menu, I guarantee you it wasn't front and center. No. And no. I guarantee you, some people would look at that even like even like the. Um, Mandatory gratuity on a party it of looks deceptive. six or seven or eight or more. All of that, everybody's going to look at that as fine print, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and stuff. But 
Man. Um, but Damn. yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, I think there's just a lot on both sides there. Total mm. can of worms. It, you know, because <laughs> it's just, because I could just, I don't know, I, I, I could just see eventually, you know, there being security guards at restaurants. Like, I mean, we're all already kind of getting to the point now where it's kind of be dangerous to be out in public. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if you live in Maine, last place you're going for a while is a bowling alley or a, mm -hmm. a bar. Mm -hmm. and, and so, like, my point is, is, like, I, I was in a restaurant one time, and there, there were some kids that were very rowdy, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And... <clears throat> And I was sitting there, and of course, you know, everybody in the restaurant's kind of slowly turning their head, looking over there, right? Like, you know, get a get a control, mm -hmm. get control of your situation, and no, but nobody's going to say anything, right? And eventually, somebody complains to the manager, and the manager kind of walked over there and was like, "Hey, you know, I've had some complaints from other, you know, because I'm sitting near this table and I could hear all this mm -hmm. going on." He's like. We, get, we had some complaints from some other diners, if you could just, you know, right. keep your kid in their seat, you know, that kind of thing. It was very nice, handled it professionally, walked away. Parents did nothing. 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 Yeah. And the kids are going crazy. Finally, I kept I kept uh, noticing there was this couple sitting over here. They were trying to have kind of a romantic moment. Mm -hmm. And I noticed the guy had a, a gun on his side. And I was <laughs> like, I bet you that's like a off-duty cop or undercover or something like that. Right. And it was. And he got up and walked over, and he literally flashed his badge <laughs> and said, keep your kids in their seat or I'm going to handle it. Mm. And those kids and that family didn't move again. So the manager can come up and do it all professionally, but it took someone mm. with authority mm. To, to really get them to behave. Yeah. And so that's another thing, a lesson that could be learned here is that if you're going to mo uh, monitor and police per se, the public, you're not going to be able to do it as a business owner. Yeah. You're going to have to have a little bit more of a heavy hitter mm -hmm. to yeah. make people behave like that. And that's, but, and, but then again, yeah. would you want to go to a restaurant with their security guards? It's like, yeah. what yeah. kind of message does that send? Yeah. I know. I, 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 I feel so bad for like, because I can see the, you know what I mean? I can see the straw man and from every angle oh, yeah. of it. Because oh, yeah. even mm -hmm. as the business owner, it's like, okay, well, if I don't want, if I'm not going to allow children at all, like I have no issue with people who are well-behaved, you know? Mm -hmm. Someone comes in with their, you know, with their 12 and 14-year-old. Like yeah. if they're going to be well-behaved kids and sit there and eat like an adult would, like mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not going to have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then also like your location has a lot to do with it. So, like, for instance, are we going to price them out? Well, if we price them out, we're in a rural area in Georgia. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, how high class can we really be? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's all sorts of different variables there. It's like yeah. that 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 causes an issue. I just, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, it just takes special people to deal with public. Yeah. Like, you've got to have an extra special gift yeah. set to deal with mm -hmm. public. Because I know people, I know people in this church that, tried their hand at that and their personality doesn't lend to dealing with the public. Mm -hmm. And they, and I mean, like they worked at restaurants, they worked at mm -hmm. uh, banks. They, and I can, I can think of different people and, you know, I, I just thinking of one person that just said, I quit. And I was, and we were like, why'd you quit? And they were like, I got tired of people changing their order. 
Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so there are just some people who aren't cut out mm-hmm. for that. And then there are people who, you know, yeah. who really have that extra mm-hmm. grace and Oof. stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know. That's why I always feel bad for people that are, that are you know, waiters, waitresses, that wait staff. Man, I, yeah. it just is like, because people, uh, we have such entitlement today mm-hmm. across oh, the board. Oh, it's crazy. When yeah. people sit down, it's like, they, they immediately expect, it's like, okay, it's almost like we just take, sit into a seat of royalty mm-hmm. because we walked into a barbecue joint. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like all of a sudden it's like, you're my slave <laughs> and I'm your master. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that, that kind of stuff just, whoo. Yeah. Oh, I know. It bothers me. I know. Me and my daughter ate at Olive Garden in Gardendale, mm-hmm. and our waitress was about nine months pregnant, you know? Oh, wow. And I just looked at, I looked at my daughter and I was like, I really need some, you know, more drink, but I'm afraid to like, <laughs> I don't want to ask her. I don't, don't want to ask her because she's already walking way too much. Right. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm just like, don't ask for any additional you be trips. in the hospital right now? Right. I mean, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about unity then. Appreciate that right. kind of so, words there, boy. <laughs> Speaking of families. Yeah. Speaking of families, exactly. Mm. So uh, Tiffany's just going to be in charge of segues now. <laughs> so when I'm a... She's going to steal them anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> Communion service was Sunday. Um, mm. You know, the the body, the family coming together and having the meal together. Man, there's so much we could go into and talk about there, but let's talk about the message and then we, you know, whatever parts y'all want to highlight. Um, <clears throat> you started talking about started the message talking about our, you know, in shirts that we've been wearing and things like that, being in a, you know, what it means to be in, what it means to be all in. But being in means uh, being in a fixed position in place or time. Did I get that right? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. A fixed position in place, time, or state. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Place, time, or state. And as a believer in Christ, our position is fixed with, our position with God is fixed. That was kind of the idea there. We have a, and you're, you know, pointing to the fact that we all have a permanent place, you know, in God's family, in the house of God, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but use that, you know, kind of as a segue talking about, you know, our annual series as to way, because this was a one-off message, right? Uh, right. Specifically geared towards communion, knowing we were going to have, we were going to need quite a bit of time on the back end of the mm-hmm. service to to do communion the way that we do it. But, um, you know, you said, so what does that look like at high point specifically? And then the three boxes that you gave, the three three main points of that is, you know, first off, are you a member? Secondly, do you serve somewhere in the church? And then last, are you in a small group? Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think a lot of people probably have not really summarized it like, you know, quite like that in their head. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think, you know what, if I'm a member, then I'm all in. Like I mm-hmm. I wouldn't have become a member if I wasn't all in. If I if I didn't believe in the mission and the purpose of this, what's going on here. Right. And stuff. However, a lot of think about how many churches right now have their membership role is large, but they yeah, but those who serve in the church or those who are actually in a small group or in a discipleship group or a Sunday mm-hmm. school class or whatever, they're they're nowhere to be found, you know. Right. Um, 
And so I think across the board, a lot of people need to to be able to sew those things together yeah. and begin to look at yourself at at your church as being, okay, you know, are you all in here? If you are, then that means you're a member, you're serving, and you're in a small group. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have all three of those boxes checked, I'm going to go so far as to say that I don't think you're all in because that means that there's a very important element of the church mm-hmm. that is a disconnect for you. Right. Like there's a, if it let's say you're a member and you're in a small group but you don't want to serve in any ministry. Okay, well that that's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying like right. and so I think a lot of people are and really ultimately kind of what this was was battling is that mindset of look, you need to be happy that I just showed up. Yeah. Like that's a mindset that needs to be battled and dealt with. And so that's kind of what this was, was, you know, we're going to take the rest of this year and look at these three things. Like, Mm -hmm. are you a member? That's a yes or no question. Do you serve somewhere in the church? Like whether that's once a week, once a month, once a quarter or whatever. Um, And then are you in a small group? Are you growing in your faith? Are you doing life and doing community with a small group of people? And and the people that are, are all in at High Point, they're a member they serve and mm-hmm. they're a part of a of a growing small group. You go up to them and say, "What do you think about your church?" Oh my goodness! Oh my god! It it's it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest move mm-hmm. we've ever made. But you go up to somebody that's a member of the church, but they don't serve and they're not a small group. What do you think about High Point? Eh, you know, it's got something. It's all right. I enjoy the preaching, mm-hmm. or I I like the music, right? And it's like, okay, you're not all in, right? Yeah, um, I do like how you connected. Uh, this particular message talking about membership with the uh, series on spiritual warfare, you mm-hmm. know, talking about how essentially, you know, you know, you've been touching on elements of it throughout the series, uh, talking about spiritual warfare, because the line that you used was, you know, because no one should go into battle alone. Right. And right. so there's different pieces of like the whole, like, you know, enemies on your six, that sort of thing mm-hmm. that you talked about throughout the series, that really would tie in. So mm-hmm. I think, I think even though I think people understand that, but lose sight of it real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The fact that, that you, you don't go into battle alone. Like yeah. you, they, they lose sight of the importance of a family of faith in regards to sp- the spiritual warfare that's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's uh, I think that's really something that affects a lot of people without them realizing it. Yeah, I th- I think the Western culture of being independent, you know, bleeds into the church a lot, and for that reason, I think a lot of people go, "Hey, I put on my spiritual armor and I get up and I fight my battles and I do my thing and I mm-hmm. do my worship and mm-hmm. I pray and I read my Bible and the rest of you Christians should just leave me alone." Um, I that's there's nothing biblical about that mm-hmm. at right. all, right? And so, so I I feel like I feel like it's so important that people hear that. That when you go into battle, you don't go alone. I, I don't care mm-hmm. if you, if you, if your intent is to make America great again. I'm as an American, you are a believer first, right. and for that reason, you're under spiritual attack. And for those reasons, you're a part of a family. God brought you into the family of God for a reason, and so you do not need to fight your battles without your brothers and sisters in right. the faith. Yeah. I feel like that's also obviously connects very strongly with, you know, 
really the other main point that you had mm-hmm. in, in in regards to why uh, membership is important. And obviously you weren't trying to give like an exhaustive list or anything, but no. these are just two really low hanging fruits that yeah. people was like that a lot of times for whatever reason that we miss. Um, but I, this one, the, the other one, which is really where you kind of spent the bulk of the rest of your time was, this is where I feel like people really do miss the importance of church membership is, is what you said is, you know, when you don't belong to a family of believers, you're essentially being vague with the world and mm. w- about what it is that you believe. Yeah. You're what being message. Much, you're being much less visible and you use the illustration about the uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I, a lot of times, you know, I, I think it's kind of and I want to say this very carefully, I tread lightly. Um it's kind of and I'm gonna use the word sexy um for okay. a believer mm-hmm. to say, hey I'm not so much about a church locally as I am about the kingdom. Right. Like I'm all about the kingdom. I'm all about, you know, I'm all about God's people. You know, That's right. I don't follow a man. I follow a pastor. I follow God, you know, that kind of thing. And so there's a little bit of kind of that pendulum swung a little too far mm-hmm. in that mindset. And, and for that reason, uh, people even then are still kind of being selfish with that. It's a little bit of a virtue signaling, virtue yes. signaling going that's on mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's yeah. the exact word. Yeah. And 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 so what you have is you have uh people out there making these kind of grandiose statements, mm-hmm. um spiritual statements but realizing not realizing that the person and the people hearing that mm-hmm. what they're actually hearing because what they're hearing is is not that you are all in on your faith, what they're hearing is is confusion, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it would be like, and to the illustration I used was, you know, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I always have been since I was a kid. I fell in love with the color of their helmet, <laughs> right. and so I've just always been an Eagles fan. I play fantasy football, and my login is Joey's Eagles. You mm-hmm. know, and I have a Philadelphia Eagles hat, and I, you know, I mean, and it's only by the will of God that Jalen Hurts is there, and so, um, <laughs> but. As a Philadelphia Eagles fan, if you were to come up to me and say, hey, you know, what team do you pull for? You know, I would say, I would say the Philadelphia Eagles. But you would be confused if you came up to me and said, hey, what team do you pull for? And I said, the NFL. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, what? Right. No, I pull for the NFL. Because, see, I'm all about the NFL. I'm all about the kingdom of the NFL. I'm all about the grandiose bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really into one particular team as much as I am the NFL. And to the average person, they're like, okay, you're you're drinking something right mm-hmm. now. You know, like what what's wrong with that? So it's confusing. Yeah. And so I think it's so important for people to understand that when they when they join a local church, mm-hmm. okay, and I asked this question, you know, how many letters of Paul that went that he wrote in the Bible how many of those letters were addressed to individuals? Yeah, small yeah. handful. Very small handful, and most of those were pastors and church leaders. Right. Um, but the majority of them were written to individual congregations. Right. And even Jesus in Revelations mm-hmm. spoke to individual congregations, Smyrna, Sardis, and Laodicea, and that kind of thing. So in the Bible, people belong to individual churches, and the ultimate reason that I think that that is... Um, for them, it's the same reason for us today. 
is that when you join a church, you really do make your faith visible. Mm-hmm. You really are waving a flag, sending a message to the world, okay, that it's not that I believe High Point or I believe, you know, New Temple or Grace or Bethel or right. Mount Zion or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's not that I'm saying that this is the true church. What I'm saying is I understand there's a bigger picture here. There's an NFL, mm-hmm. right? but I identify with the Philadelphia Eagles. In other mm-hmm. words, I identify with this local body of believers. And what I'm saying is that, like, for instance, if High Point is your church, then you join High Point. What you're saying is, is I am a member of High Point. This is my church. These are my people. This is my faith family. This is where I worship. Mm-hmm. This is where I pray. This is where I grow in faith. This is where I raise my family. Right. You know? And when you say those kinds of things, you're sending a message mm-hmm. that I am saying that I am not all about me. I am willing to put me and my family in a local right. group of people for encouragement, for accountability, rebuking, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever needs to happen. I am placing myself under the leadership of that local church, and and that basically is telling the world that my faith means that much to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Even yeah. people, even in a situation where I don't agree with everything. Exactly. I'm willing to say that still. Yes. I'm still willing to put myself yeah. in under that under that banner. And I think it's don't you think in in our culture specifically, like in the Bible belt, like because here, here's where that leads is like when we don't do that, like you're saying, it's confusing to the world around us. Whether mm-hmm. that's whether that's people who are like um, fringe, like they're familiar with the gospel, but they're they've never really surrendered their life to Christ, yeah. or someone that, that's so you could even say as part of being you know uh, confusing, not just um, not just confusing to say like someone who's never heard the gospel at all, like it's confusing also in how it's it's um it's voicing to them that it's unimportant. Oh, right? absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, but I think the in the Bible belt uh, so that what that leads to is it leads to us exposing ourselves to the other part of this the previous point of like okay, so since it's unimportant since since we're the NFL not the Eagles, right? Uh-huh. Uh since we're just Christian, we're not we're not High Point or mm-hmm. or Bethel or Grace or New uh-huh. Temple or who, since we're just Christian, then we're exposing ourselves to more attacks of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And we're especially prone to this in the Bible Belt because of our familiarity. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, because Because yeah. you you're not in the Bible Belt when you say, I'm a Christian, then people would just many times just assume the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Out of familiarity, but they really don't know. No, and so anyway, I just think that we've, you know, you know, we we've created it ourselves. There's the old uh, Tim Keller line of, we, you know, in our culture, we're like inoculated with Jesus, mm-hmm. and so we're so familiar with it that it just, it's just, you know, we just kind of let it. We the importance of it just drifts way to you know the back of our mind, or mm-hmm. just completely out of sight. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think too, it it placates. It, it takes a couple of things that are that people don't think about. Another one would be the fact that we live in a society that is riddled with low commitment culture. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like so, so, you know, like we we probably have 
you know, when you think of like the Gen Xers, this would be kids that were born between 1997 and 2012. Mm-hmm. Anybody born in that range as a Gen a, a Gen Zer, they are they've never known anything other than technology. They've known everything is just you know tons of menu options, toggles, you name it. Like it's that's their life, right? Um, like the millennials, even they had to get used to technology. Mm-hmm. But you think about it, when 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 the iPhone was really became the iPhone, Gen Zers, the oldest Gen Zer would have been like nine years old. Yeah. So like they've never known anything different than to have the internet, Wi-Fi connectivity. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so in their mindset, they can they can be connected but not be in the room. Yep. And for that reason, mm-hmm. when you say I'm. I go to this church. This is my home church, but I'm not really a member. What you're saying is, is I can be connected and not be there, mm. and that is not true. That is yeah. that is a huge, huge mistake yeah. when it comes to spiritual. It's a lie. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lie. Is mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Yeah. And and then the other thing too is this this whole man. I'm all about the kingdom. I'm not about one in particular church or anything like that. The, the problem with that is the reality of it. Yeah. Because think about this. Name, because I love when churches come together and do kingdom work, mm-hmm. okay? But what's the reality of that? Let's pull the curtain back. Are churches really coming together? Right. Do we really come, you know, do we really, if I get in trouble, if I get in trouble, is somebody from another church going to come help me? Is somebody going to walk through that with right. me? Mm-hmm. The reality is, no, it's not. And it's it's not because they wouldn't care. It doesn't mean that they don't have grace or they wouldn't pray for me or anything like that. It's just that they go to a different church. Mm-hmm. They've got their own problems. They got their own people that they're having to, to you know, go to battle with. Right. And so that's why I think it's so important for you to identify with a local church because of this, the fact that you need a family to go into battle with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, oh. I see where this is going. I'm sorry, Tiffany, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's cool. I was just going to say, like, on that same vein, even for people, like, I don't want people to think that we're saying, don't be kingdom-minded, don't go on missions, don't think about how right. across the world. Right. That's not Absolutely. at all what that means. Um, it's more that, yes, be kingdom-minded, Go across the world and make a difference, but you're going to have a hard time doing that by yourself. Yeah. You need that body of believers around you. Yeah. Working together, using each other's gifts, share, mm-hmm. you know, sharing what you have and building each other up. Yeah. I've done tons of kingdom work. Yeah. And let me tell you what doesn't happen when you're doing big kingdom work, big time stuff. That's global. Right. Let me tell you what doesn't, you don't see often mm-hmm. is discipleship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's going to happen on the local level. That's going to happen in that small group, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say. A lot of all those things that you're saying, talking about how essentially you're you're so much better equipped and cared for, cared for in the context of being part of a local church. Mm-hmm. But that also now translates from within inside, you know, as you stair step down from inside that local church to inside of a small group. Which I know that's mm-hmm. where we'll go. Yeah, but that. Um, but yeah, that that to to your point, it's um, if you decide you're going to just be about kingdom work and not involve or either either involve them directly in what you're doing or equip them by what you're doing. If in other words, if if the local church is not connected to that in any way whatsoever, you're you're going in 
you're going in direct opposition to the words of Christ himself. Mm. 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 Yeah. Because the, the, the church is plan A, and there is no plan B. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that the local church has to be connected in some way, shape, or form to any type of kingdom work, yeah. or else it's not kingdom work. Right. No, it's it, it becomes yeah. parachurch. Yeah, right. it, it becomes, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to go out and do it, mm-hmm. even though I haven't gotten any confirmation from anyone who I spiritually trust. Right to advise, you know, to mentor me into that, to follow, you know. Yeah, I, and I think like, what people do is to justify it to themselves is they just kind of arbitrarily try to connect something back to the local church on the back end. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah it's kind of throwing it a bone. But they're not a part of it. But it's not a part of it. That's what I'm saying. That's it's gotta, right. It's got to be upstream. It, yeah, the mm-hmm. local church has to be upstream. Is what Absolutely. I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. and if you're if you're trying to do kingdom work apart from a local church, you're just missing opportunities that God has put you right in the middle of. Yeah. I mean, God literally placed you in your community, in your schools, in your workplaces, in your, you know, ballparks, whatever, because you can make a kingdom impact right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're not being a part of a local church and like you're missing that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I like the quote, though, that you finished with from uh, Mark, Mark Dever mm-hmm. from uh, we went through this book mm-hmm. with our church staff at one point mm-hmm. several years ago. The yep. nine marks of a healthy church. Yep. Yep. Do you want to read it? I, I can. I don't have it. Yeah. He said, um, by identifying ourselves with a particular church, we let the pastors and other members of that local church know that we intend to be committed. Yeah. And and that's what I was getting at is, is and I think I said this, you'll have to tell me if I'm wrong, but when somebody comes in and sits down um, from a leadership standpoint, Okay, I know from your perspective, it looks like your intentions are clear. My intentions are to come visit this church, or my intentions are to come check out the preaching, or my intentions are to check out the music, right. or my intention is to come here and become a member and serve and go all out and be all in. Um, here's the problem. We don't know mm-hmm. what you're—just because you're yeah. here doesn't make it clear what your intentions are. Right. And so we've had people— be in our church, attend our church, not miss a Sunday for an entire year, and then disappear and go off the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like literally yeah. skip traced and are gone. And so, so it's like, I wonder what their intention was. Yeah. Because they never joined, they never got in a small group, and they never served. So for those reasons, they were never in. And so why would you go to a church and sit there and not miss a Sunday for a year and then just literally vanish off the face of the earth? That just goes to show you that we don't know what the intentions of people are. And so by identifying yourself with a local church, you're telling that pastor and that leadership, this we are committed here. Yeah, We're, We're here to serve. When you need help... You call us. We're your new hotline, you know, yeah. kind of thing. There's a great book that I'll recommend because of that quote. I, I love that quote. And I and I do I do really like that book. Now, some people I will say, uh, for some of you, if you were to go pick up that book book, and I'm not I'm not advising I'm not advising for or against it, okay? Um I do think for some people it would it would feel kind of rigid to them that book because the way that, you know what I'm saying? It's sandpaper. Yeah. It would come Mm -hmm. across very rigid, maybe based upon whatever environment you've kind of been in. Yeah. You have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, you need to, um, you, you, you need to 
you don't need to you need to process that with other people, especially maybe other people who have considered those things before. Yeah. Because that book goes into all sorts of different aspects of what makes a healthy church. Yeah. Um, I will say though that there is a sequel to that book that it is um it's the along the in that nine marks catalog. Um it's not written by Dever, it's written by uh uh you ready for this? Uh Thabiti Anabwele. And <laughs> the was fact not you just that. pulled that <laughs> It is a uh, my goodness. <laughs> it's called uh, "What Is a Healthy Church Member?" Mm. What is a healthy church member? Right. So this is real pertinent to what we're talking about here. Right, I've got a copy. Link. I've send got a copy of it in my office. I got a you got question. a copy? Yeah, I've got a copy of it in my right. office. How long did you sit in your office practicing that? So you I could did say not. It correctly I one did, day. I did not. I guarantee I did not. you, he didn't. I didn't. He can pull that stuff <laughs> like that. I didn't, and I'm not looking at it on the screen. I'm just looking at my <laughs> at my notes. Uh, but the um, but uh, yeah, he had he wrote. I don't know if you, I guess you call it like a sequel to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's several of them in that line. But the what is a healthy church member? And man, you want to talk about a healthy, healthy exercise? It's a very short read, just like mm-hmm. the what is a healthy church looks like. But what is a healthy church member? Um, it's a short read, but man, it just goes through and it covers. It's like if you want to call yourself a member of a particular body of a particular mm-hmm. family of faith then this is what that should mean. Mm. And man, it's like I like it. Whew, mm. If we if we put everyone in our um jump start through that, like <laughs> I would I would guarantee you very few would come out the other side <laughs> cuz it, it's it's I'm just saying from a conviction standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's extremely yeah. convicting. It's saying mm-hmm. do not take this lightly. That's what it says. And so uh, but I w- I would definitely I would definitely highly recommend it because I think the truths that, and I'm not saying I I would affirm everything that's in the the uh, the other book that you were quoting from. Mm-hmm. I affirm every every piece of it. I think Mark Dever is an incredible teacher, and I think he has a great way of explaining that what a healthy church is, and they're doing an awesome work there. I'm just saying, for some people, depending on your background, depending on, depending on where you're coming from and the and the environment that you're used to, as far as church, that like you said, it could come, it could be kind of like sandpaper to them. Mm-hmm. They they really need to, uh, you know, it's you know, it's anyway, it's going to fall really hard hard on some people, but it doesn't mean that it's not good medicine though. But the what is a healthy church member one, that that one to me is a bit more universal. In the mm-hmm. sense of, I can't imagine anyone reading that book and and not sitting there saying, "Oh, this is this is right," you know what I mean? Like there's there's so many pieces of it as as a believer as you read through. There's not a part of it I, I can't imagine someone reading it and being like, "I don't affirm that." Like mm. it's right. it's just very good, sound biblical teaching, regardless of your denomination, regardless of of you know whether you're a contemporary church or a traditional church. It, it's it's there. So, yeah. Anyway, stuff you probably can't disagree with, so you table it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's that's all, that's all my notes that I had. Was there anything else you wanted to add? No, to just um, you know, it was just awesome to 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 move from that topic to communion mm-hmm. and to partake of that meal together as a family. I don't know about y'all, but the the spirit in the room mm. was, um, and I'm not trying to rub it in to, in anybody's face who weren't there. I'm just saying, like, we've done communion. 
where it was just another day at the office kind of feel. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like that one just had a little bit extra X factor about it. Yeah. Um, just the response from the deacons and, yeah. you know, praying with families. And it was timely, I think is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Like it really hit at a perfect time for a lot of our families. And so mm. um, it, it was... Um, it was just good, and and if you missed it, don't worry. We're going to do another one at Christmas time, and so uh, just get ready. If you've never experienced communion at High Point, you got to at least do it once in your life, right? Mm. But um, but yeah. So so just know that that's coming up, and we'll uh, we'll end the year on a high note of communion, and yeah. then as well, um, I've had a lot of we've got. If you notice how many new babies we have in our church, a lot. There are so many. And so if you're a new mom and you just happen to be listening to Sunday, a lot of moms listen to Sunday mm -hmm. gravy, and, you know, just know that, um, that, uh, baby dedications coming up in December and just be looking for that date and all that good stuff. There will be a $50 surcharge for every baby. Though. For every baby, <laughs> for every baby that cries, yes. there will be a $50 surcharge. For every, every older sibling that doesn't stand still. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good name for the episode and I was like, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, couldn't come up with anything mm. super bright. Mm. We'll figure Maybe, it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. But hey, uh, do what, you want to give them the number in case they weren't here yesterday, the number to text? Yeah, yeah. And so we did one thing. We we wanted our people to, you know, to to be aware of whether or not they were a member or not, because sometimes that can get confusing. Mm -hmm. If you've been around stuff. a while. If you've yeah. been around a while, you think you got grandfathered in. I'm sure I'm a member. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it's just important to know. And so mm -hmm. we gave everybody a number to call or not to call, but text, text, text your name to. Yeah. And then uh, you'll get a response back that lets you know if uh, you're a member or not. And if you're not, we're actually having a new membership class that's starting next week. And so... That's right. Uh-huh. So what? I said that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so so here's the number. If you, if you do attend High Point and you're curious as to whether or not you're a member or not, that number is 205-891-7200. 205-891-7200. And just text your, you know, first and last name to that. And then our operators are standing by. Um, but they will respond, you know, and let you know whether or not you're a member or not. And if you're not, we really want to talk about, you know, why and and yeah. what can we do to to make that connection. Yeah. So yep. yep. There you go. Uh, coming up that we got a lot of stuff coming up. Oh my! Goodness. Uh, well, like I said, tomorrow's Halloween. Mm -hmm. You know, be responsible with your candy intake. Uh, there's um, <laughs> y'all. One of my kids last night was like, "My stomach hurts. My stomach hurts." I was like, "How much candy did you eat?" Because they left with someone else before we wrapped up. Oh, All yeah. of it. And he's like, "I don't know, four or five pieces." I counted like ten, ten wrappers in his bag. I was oh, like, "Dude, yeah. no wonder your stomach hurts." Just yeah. couldn't stop. <laughs> couldn't stop. Uh, it's just screaming your name. But yeah, so. This this coming Sunday, the the time falls back. I know, I don't know of anyone who actually manually sets a clock anymore, except for the one <laughs> on your stove or your microwave. But the uh, but just remember that in case you do, in case in case you have a 
a, a alarm clock beside your bed that you need to manually set. Mm. <laughs> the clock falls back this week. Uh, but we also have, uh, on Sunday night, we have a fundraiser for our student ministry. It's our Bucks versus Geezers game. That's at 6 p.m. Sunday mm-hmm. night. So old guys versus the young guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh it's just basically get to it's laugh. It's very entertaining. It is entertaining. It's a get, lot of fun to just watch. I yeah. went last year. Yeah, you just get to laugh at everybody. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, you get the 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 high school guys versus, you know, older guys. Um and the high school guys have yet to win, but I have a feeling this might be their year. <laughs> <laughs> it might be their year. Yeah. Hey, I talked to a guy Sunday that yeah. said, "I'm ready for the game." I was because he he'll be a geezer. Yeah. I said, "You are," and he said, "Yeah." I said, "What are you going to do? Just get over in the corner and stand there and let them feed you the ball?" He went, "Look, I went and got a pain blocker. I'm ready." <laughs> 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 yeah, I was so, like, yeah, I think the Bucks may take this. One. <laughs> yeah, uh, so come out. It's it, they charge a dollar to get in, but then this year they're going to have a lot of different. Uh, it, it's concessions, but it's not normal like concession stand food. It's like good stuff. They're like fun stuff. There's going to be like some homemade type concessions. They're going to be selling bags <clears throat> of caramel popcorn mm-hmm. and things like that. They'll have regular popcorn as well, but drinks and stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it, again, it's just a fundraiser. So we're we're asking you to come and laugh at the people on the basketball court, but also help out the student ministry, yeah. right? So yeah. that's because that's really the point of of that. So that's this coming Sunday night at six p.m. in the FAC. And as well, did you say cake auction? The cake auction is on the nineteenth. Yes. Oh, that's on the nineteenth. That's yeah. not that. Same. So that's um, right. After so that's the fifth. See that I just segued into the next event. You did. You did. <laughs> We're getting so, good at this. So this, We're sun, good. this Sunday night is Bucks versus Geezers. Uh, then the following Sunday will be Veterans Day on the twelfth, mm-hmm. and then the Sunday after that, the nineteenth. Well, we'll have our student ministry one night thing that will take place on the eighteenth. Mm-hmm. But the nineteenth on that Sunday, uh, which is you know just a few Sundays away, that will be the beginning of Thanksgiving week, and we are having we are having one service that day, 10.30 mm-hmm. a.m., and a church-wide Thanksgiving dinner immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. So uh, the church is, is uh, covering all the, all the food. Uh, what we're going to be asking people to do is uh, bring a dessert. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if your family's going to come and eat, uh, we're, we're going to have all the food covered. We just ask that, you know, bring a dessert. It's going to be potluck style for dessert, so we'll have a massive dessert table with everybody's desserts. So plenty of sweets to go around, but also in the party room area up front of the FAC that day, as you're coming in and out, there'll be a cake auction also set up by our student ministry. Uh, that's a, an additional fundraiser for them as well. So stop and make a make a generous bid on some type of a cake that you could take home and have for Thanksgiving that week. Uh, that is for, they're raising money for their winter trip to the Strength to Stand conference. And so mm-hmm. as many of you know, maybe you've had, maybe you have kids that, that are participating or you have had kids that participate participate but it's an expensive trip when you want to load up 50 60 students and take them to pigeon forge and so transportation transportation and lodging lodging, yeah it's it's an expensive thing and so they just try to raise as much money as possible to make it really just doable at all so yeah Hmm. anyway hey and um if you missed any of that and don't want to rewind the podcast (laughs) go to our website we've got a new events page set up in the menu Click on that. It's got details for all of those events, dates, times, all the information you need there. And one final thing before we go, Mm -hmm. just want to say thank you to our church body. Um, So many of you have been generous 
um, this month and showing your appreciation because this was a pastor appreciation month. And so um, I just want to say, first off, we love you guys. We love we love you being a part of our family. And honestly, we 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 love that far more than we do any kind of monetary gift or anything like that. And just just wanted to just let you guys know. Thank you for the cards. Thank you for the calls, the text, all that stuff. It means a lot. And uh, we you know, we we really do appreciate you guys um more. And so thank you for that. I'm sure you echo yeah. that, Blake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was did you get a boat? Huh? Did you get a boat? They got me a boat. No, they didn't get me a boat, but I did get that lake house. Oh, uh, see get what a you did there. No. Well, you can bring uh, your boat gas- to my lake house. Okay. Okay. Gaslighting going on in here. <laughs> but my birthday's coming up. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm, the, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Man. No, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Hey, you know what we should end with? Have what? you heard the rumor about your Philadelphia Eagles? The trade rumor. Uh-oh. No. Just Uh-oh. saying. Just saying. I mean, right now they're like Alabama 2.0, right? Yes. Right. Just saying. This is this is hot. This is hot and fresh right? that's out there right now. It's a strong possibility. King Henry himself. What? No. They're going hard after Derrick Henry. Look, this is... <laughs> My this is turning. Am I playing with your emotions? They're not dumb. I'm just trying to figure out how 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 we can get Judy from Denver. How we, <laughs> can I get Devonte? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, that's get out Devontae there. Devonte and Judy on the same field again. That's out there. Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to teach us all something about unity with the brotherly shove. <laughs> Have they not mastered the QB sneak? Oh my goodness! They've mastered. I it. thought that was called the tush push. They call it because it's the city of brotherly love. Uh-huh. They call it the brotherly shove. <laughs> it's all about marketing. It's, it's all about guaranteed branding. Guaranteed three or four yards every single time. Yeah. Anyway. Ab- absolutely. Sorry, y'all. We got to get <laughs> off. Bar. We had to. We got to stop. All right. Next time. Yeah. Later. Next time. Sandy Grevy. <laughs> <laughs>